Welcome to the 10 Minute Mindshift Podcast. I'm your host, Janet Cagle, certified life coach, weight loss coach, and lover of all things related to up-leveling my life and yours. My goal is to help you get one step closer to your goal, whatever it is. My goal is not to keep you wrapped up in self-help all day, just 10 minutes. And who doesn't have 10 minutes, right? Welcome back, my friends, and boy, do I have a doozy of an episode for you. I love to share in real time the things that I'm working through in an effort to help you avoid experiencing something similar. And you know, if you've been around for a while, that I have done some work on some stuff. What I've been working on lately, I didn't even know was costing me a goal that I had loosely tethered to, but it was. It almost cost me a dream and a heart's desire, big time. This is episode number 89, and there goes my ego again. Coincidentally, but maybe not so coincidentally, I have been doing a lot of coaching around the ego and how it distracts us from from our goal and our life by design. And I'll be darned if I didn't come smack dab face to face with my own ego lesson in the last couple of weeks. So here we go. This is going to require a little bit of a backstory so that I can set this up for you properly. 11 years ago, we sold our Midtown Tulsa home and moved to the country to start my horse dream and horse journey. When I got started, I really had no idea what I was going to do other than trail riding. I knew I wanted to do a lot of that and I wanted to compete and be competitive, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do or what that would look like. I knew what I didn't want to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Dressage seemed too intimidating for me. The people seemed intimidating. The clothes, the tack, all the fancy maid braiding. And I also had the thought that I would probably never own a horse good enough or fancy enough to do dressage. So I actually started out barrel racing because that's what everybody else at the barn was doing. Now I want to stop here. And I want to point out, and I want you to notice all of the thoughts that I just had about what I thought about dressage and dressage people and the tack and the main braiding and having a fancy, fancy horse. All of those were just thoughts. Now, keep in mind, this is way before I had been doing thought work and, and brain work. And so saying this story out loud really illustrates how my thoughts and my brain, my brain's negative bias almost cost me my dreams. I was willing to do so many things that other people were doing in my, in my proximity, but it was not my heart's desire. Notice that. Okay, let's keep going. So I started barrel racing. I also tried extreme cowboy racing and I learned quickly that I do not have a need for speed. Loved what I learned and I learned a lot about being a horsewoman, but I did not like the speed events at all. It was about that time, maybe late 2013, that I came to that realization. And about the same time, I learned that there was a new sport emerging called Western dressage. That month, coincidentally, or maybe not so coincidentally, maybe cosmically. Let's go with that one. Steve and I stumbled into the Western Dressage World Show being held in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I started watching and I could not stop watching. I saw horses of all shapes and sizes and ages doing their thing in the dressage arena, but in Western tack. I fell in love with everything about it. 
that was my entree into competition. And the next year, when I started my first horse ever, JJ, I trained her to compete in the first ever Western Dressage Futurity, and we won. The following year, I took Kit Kat to the Western Dressage World Show, and we placed fifth overall in a class of about 35 or 40 horses. I was hooked, to say the least. I spent the next couple of years showing in Western Dressage, and then I decided to try English. Now, that decision wasn't because I thought I had a horse that could be competitive in English dressage. It was because I thought if I could learn to ride well in English in an English saddle, it would help my Western riding, and it did. Well, it turned out that I fell in love with English dressage too. In fact, some would argue with me, but the way I approached it is the only difference between the two, Western dressage and English dressage, is the tack. I fell in love with the people, the tack, and I learned that I could learn how to braid, and I'm pretty good at that after all. I would show both Kit and JJ in English and Western dressage. In fact, I earned my first level scores for my bronze medal with my mare, Kit Kat. Fast forward to 2018 and Steve and I moved to Florida. We take Kit and JJ with us and I continue my Western dressage journey. In 2019, Kit achieved her bronze medal achievement in Western dressage. Now that's a medal award for horses. And while I love that accomplishment, it really is more of an indication of the number of recognized shows that you enter. And it really is not a measure of the ability of the rider as much as the rider's medal program does. At that time, Western dressage didn't even have a rider's medal program. However, that did not prevent me from having the thought, wouldn't it be cool to earn my bronze to earn my bronze medal in both English and Western. Now, keep in mind, Western Dressage didn't even have a writer's medal program at the time, but I still had that idea. And I went even further. I thought, on the same horse. That would be amazing. That was also a fork in the road for me because as much as I loved Kit and JJ, I didn't see how it would be possible for me to move them up the levels in English dressage. I knew that a good rider and trainer could, but it was not something that I would be capable of for a very long time. And so almost simultaneously, two humans approached me and they were both perfect matches for my girls. The story of my girls' new humans coming into my life is a worthy and wonderful story on its own. So I'll save that for another episode. So moving on, this allowed me to search for my new dance partner. And of course, that's where Dutch comes into the story. The girls went to their new homes in April and May, and I didn't find Dutch until November. Dutch was love at first sight, even though he was supposed to be a 16-hand Black Westphalen mare, about 10 years old. He was perfect in his 17-hand Dutch warm blood, 13-years-old gelding body. He had barely been started, never shown, never been off property, had zero experience, but I felt like he was just perfect for me because he was older, he had the strength and the brain for a lot of it, and due to his breeding, he has a lot of natural talent for the things that I knew I would be throwing at him. So that was the end of 2019. In 2020, I was really super focused on getting him into the arena and showing, and we got to do a couple of schooling shows just to see how he would do with his show environment and loudspeakers and all the energy, etc. He was just such a good boy and down for all of it. We didn't get to a recognized show until the spring of 2021, thanks to COVID, but... 
When we did, we came on strong enough to earn our second level scores right out of the box. Second level scores for bronze already in the bag. All right, so the summer of 2021, this past summer, was a rough summer for us. You can listen to Sucker Punched for details, but now we are well on the other side of it and getting ready for show season. In September 2021, we moved to Ocala and this allowed me to have Dutch on property instead of Borning and that's where my itch to get back into Western dressage started to resurface. I don't even know why, but I just started thinking strongly about it. I think it was because I could now have another horse on property instead of boarding and i think that's what made that thought resurface i don't i really don't know but it was coming on strong for several months i've been casually looking for another horse so that i could compete in western dressage i was looking i even leased a horse for a month to see how another horse would fit and see if the extra horse work would be too much so there you have the backstory and here is where my ego lesson comes into play one night my new friend martha Hey, Martha, she's texting me about a dressage club meeting, and they're going to talk a lot about the new Western dressage test. Bam, there it was in a very strong way. Then I shared with her my secret desire to get back into Western dressage, and I'd even been thinking about getting a horse to do that. And she asks so innocently, she doesn't even know that I have a background in Western dressage, by, by the way, but she just says so innocently, your big guy could do both right? I don't know. There I was. Could I? I was flooded with all of the underlying thoughts that have been keeping me from even thinking about the possibility of Dutch doing both English and Western dressage. Now, keep in mind that little goal that I had, that little goal that's slightly tethered, loosely tethered, wouldn't it be cool to earn a rider's bronze medal in both English and Western dressage with the same horse? Huh. I just didn't know that it would be Dutch. What would others think if I did Western dressage with my Dutch warm blood? I didn't even consciously think that I had been letting what other people think mean more to me than what I thought. I was letting what others think decide for me what I did and didn't do with my own horse. That's why doing this thought work is so critical and important. We don't even see the undertow that has us sucked into a vortex of thinking in impossibilities instead of possibilities. When Martha asked me that question, I challenged my thoughts, all of them. I was letting people that don't even know me from Adam, but there I was and their opinion entered into my thought process and determined what I did and did not do with my horse. I think it's important to share with you this thought process that I have so that you can examine your own life and where are you not putting yourself out there because of what you think other people will think? What dreams are you not dreaming because of what you think other people will think? I want you to really think about that and then decide if that's a good enough reason for you to forego your dream and your heart's desire and your life by design. Living a life by design is about listening hard to that part of your soul that is tap, tap, tapping and letting her have the floor for a few minutes. Give her a few minutes of airtime and let her show you the way. I have an awesome saddle and a very cool Western wear, even a Stetson. I love the idea of doing both with my big guy and I don't even give a crap about what anyone thinks. I really don't. And here is what's funny. 
I doubt that anyone is sitting around thinking about what I'm doing at all. All of that chatter in my head was my own ego trying to distract me with thoughts that were meant to keep me living small. No one cares what I do with my horse. That was my story. That was my ego. The ego comes from the part of the brain that is wired for survival. It's the part of the brain that thinks there is safety in numbers. And so you don't want to get kicked out of the dressage tribe, right? What is your ego keeping you from experience. I want you to really think about that this week. So I've had my saddle fitter check my saddle fit and I'm signed up to do some shows. The cool thing is that in Florida, Western Dressage, the organization does have a writer's medal award. So it's possible that I could medal in both English and Western Dressage on the same horse. What? I love how inspired I feel to do all of the things with him that I want to do. I want to try fox hunting and maybe even work in equitation too. I just want to enjoy him to the fullest extent possible. I don't want to regret not doing something because I listened to the little voice in my head that said someone won't like it. There is no someone anywhere who is thinking about whether or not you should or should not be doing something. They are thinking about their own stuff. So get out of your own way. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own ego and let the dream grow some legs. See how far you can go with it and see who you can become in the process. That is what I have for you this week. And I hope this has sparked something and ignited something in you to chase. Let me know. And now go have the best day ever. That's a wrap. I hope that you were able to experience a mind shift of your own today. Listen, if you love this podcast, you should totally check out my Life by Design six-week boot camp. It's a work-at-your-own-pace workshop and something that you can do over and over and over again to up-level your results. If a one-on-one coaching program is more your jam, I am all in. Just shoot me an email and get ready for a transformation at the speed of life.